This is the Becker's Healthcare Podcast, created by the team of Becker's Healthcare, a multimedia company devoted to the people who power U.S. healthcare. Four new 15-minute episodes are released daily, containing industry news, analysis, and thought leadership from powerful healthcare decision makers. Support our show by leaving it a five-star rating and review on Apple Podcasts or other platforms you use. It's a chance to tell us what you like about the show and act on your feedback. Thanks for listening. Now here's the episode. This is Laura Deirdre with the Becker's Healthcare Podcast. I'm thrilled today to be joined by Marilyn Sandor, founder and CEO of Good Checkup. Marilyn, it's a pleasure to have you on the podcast today. Laura, I'm so excited to be here today, and I appreciate the invitation to join you. I'm looking forward to a fun conversation. It'll be a great one. Thank you, Marilyn. Now, before we dive into the broader questions, I was wondering if you could please introduce yourself and tell us a bit about your background. Sure. My name is Dr. Marilyn Sandor, and I am a highly experienced pediatric dentist. I am the founder of my own practice, Naples Pediatric Dentistry, and I'm also the innovator behind a product called Zuby Profi Angles that is now sold globally, which is a suite of products for pediatric care in the dental industry. And I am the founder of Good Checkup which is the first mobile-to-mobile patent-pending teledentistry solution that can give dentists everywhere the ability to set themselves free from the standard care model and provide patients convenience by having virtual care directly at their fingertips from their phones. That sounds like an amazing accomplishment and ability to do that, connecting patients with their uh, dentists so easily and quickly. Now, I wanted to move on to the next question. What are the biggest issues and trends that you're following in healthcare today? I think the biggest trends right now are dentists and dental practices having interest in patient engagement and trying to meet patients where they are and where they want to be. So I'd say the issues in the past have been inaccessibility, and they're really taking that head on now and trying to provide access to care. And the patient um, engagement, again, from all levels, like from appointment making to even financial arrangements, are uh, being done virtually, and it's for the convenience of patients. So I really feel that taking the step forward then for care to be provided virtually is becoming more of um, a product that's demanded by the public, if that makes sense. So I think that, uh, yeah, the trends are really trying to find the best ways to engage with patients at their convenience and then to make it very meaningful. I love that. And certainly it seems like a great way to continue to build your business and grow and develop. From your perspective, is there anything that you are hearing from patients that they are particularly missing within their interactions with their dental providers or, or something that um, you know would be really interesting, uh, especially between patients of different ages or generations? Um, yes. How do you really assess communities um, at large and making sure that as a, a dental provider, you're um, touching all patients where they are. Right. It's it's tricky because different um, age 
groups are wanting different things. So currently, I feel like the younger generation really has a mindset where they're very savvy, they're very interested in knowing about the provider, they're interested in knowing about them, not just from a resume standpoint, but they're going to be following them on social media, they'll want to get to know them, and feel comfortable with them. So they have a lot of this try before you buy sort of interest. So with that comes virtual care being such a positive for a provider, like a dental provider that has the skills for engagement. And so to showcase themselves, so you can have like a perfect pairing. So if somebody's seeking that um, inside track about their possibly going to be chosen provider, they can get a lot of that information. But then if they're able to actually speak to them in advance, that's really, um, I think, very, uh, I'd say, um, gosh, valued by the younger generation. Now, as convenience for maybe older age groups is very important, because it's not as easy for people to get really like out of their um, normal daily routine, depending on say older people that either they're at their work, they're at their um, maybe retired location. So again, virtual services um, are very valuable. So I think, I think I've strayed from the question, but I think being able to like meet your patients where they want to be, a lot of it has to have the number one convenience in mind. And then number two, what's in it for them? And wanting to know before they arrive what it is that they're going to be experiencing or with whom they're going to be engaging is I think becoming far more um, well understood and valued. No, that was actually perfect and kind of spot on of what I was hoping to get um, and thinking through, you know, what um, some of the different age groups are doing and then how or what they're demanding and then how, you know, uh, dental organizations can really tailor their approach um, based on who the patient is and, and make sure they've got that um, information and inconveniences and digital connections there. So I think that's really helpful um, to think about and understand. Thanks. So, yeah, I think you're definitely, yeah. yeah, that you framed that very nicely. That's, that's exactly <laughs> right. You have to like, look at the age groups, look at their style, look at their interest and, and try and provide each different group convenience and a true understanding of their needs. So they feel valued, <laughs> really. Right. I mean, we all want to feel value, valued, right? Mm -hmm. So it yes. definitely makes sense. Um, now, from your perspective, uh, what are some of the things that you're most excited about and what makes you nervous? Uh, I'm most excited really about the uh, the topic of access to care. I really am because right now we have the tools that we didn't previously to make that a reality really, really do. We have the means to be able to reach large groups of people directly, quickly, focus on individuals. We can use um, you know, tools like AI to really understand our populations better. But I think what makes me nervous is that I don't want to have 
I think all of this excitement about what you can do have people stray from really how do we prevent problems before they start? Because yes, there's a lot of neat ways where you can like fix things and a lot of new things that you can use to identify things that need to be fixed. But I think we really have to focus on how we can use this new access to care to be able to really send the right information, send the right messaging, send the right tools to be able to prevent dental concerns and um, gosh, I guess be of the mindset that staying healthy can be profitable because people will be interested in engaging and spending money on dental services that will prevent them from having problems. So I think, yeah, that's probably what I'm most nervous about is that we, we really have to use this opportunity to think on a larger scale and to be able to provide what's really best given the fact that we can. That's such an amazing way to think about, um, you know, the care you're providing in bringing in the digital technology uh, really dovetails nicely into those efforts. Uh, one of the things you said struck me a little bit um, when you're talking about messaging around prevention and making sure that you're connecting, obviously, with patients, but then that next step is, is really inciting the actions that you want. Have you found any particular messages that worked really well um, or or something that didn't work as well as you thought it would? And how has that process been for you? Mm-hmm. Thankfully, being more well understood now is the oral systemic connection. So when you're speaking with patients about their oral health, bringing it back to the fact that your mouth is like the gateway to the rest of your body. <laughs> it really is relevant. And the current technologies that are available from salivary testing to cavity detection to artificial intelligence scans of a static image of your mouth to potentially uh, identify plaque or cavities and the different tools that we have, these very sophisticated digital and um, chemical analyses that we're able to provide people really are giving a snapshot of somebody's health and their oral health. And to kind of play that out, to understand like this means bacteria getting into your bloodstream. This means bacteria settling on your heart valves. This might mean with you have early um, signs of periodontal disease that it will increase your chances of having Alzheimer's. I think bringing everything back to your whole body health is compelling. And I feel like that's where the messaging is more is the most effective and, and more of it needs to kind of be in that direction so that as a whole, we start caring and investing in maintaining health rather than trying to repair something that's broken. Like granted, yes, of course we want to do that, but let's try and focus on preventing problems before they start because we can, and it would be shameful to not do so. I love that. That's such an amazing message and way to look at things. Um, and certainly so helpful within thinking about how to care for patients and communities and the whole person. Now, before we wrap up here, I wanted to move into the last question. What will the most effective healthcare leaders need to be successful over the next two to three years 
I know the space is changing dramatically. There's a lot happening both in terms of clinical care and technology and just way that healthcare and and dental care delivery is thought about in in practice within um, the, the different communities. And so I'd love your perspective on what leaders need to know in order to be uh, successful um, in the future. Well, that's a great question. And uh, yeah, we hope, I hope um, leaders with vision emerge and that they can kind of move above like the fray of like, just looking for dollars and market share and realize that again, prevention can be profitable. People will want to be healthy. It's, it's people don't want to be unhealthy. And so to have vision for what really can bring around and bring about health in larger populations, um, Gosh, I think there needs to be a really good understanding of individual populations, their needs, their wants, and then how to educate them to move them in the right direction. So you're actually like moving the needle on health by, again, preventing problems problems before they start. So I think leaders need to understand that they must address the interests of individual people and their groups, and then the larger groups, and that one size doesn't fit all. So I think that the the most effective healthcare leaders are going to need to really understand on a granular level who they're trying to help and the problem from a 30,000-foot view. So being able to have perspective, I think. That's great advice. And certainly having that perspective, being able to have a vision um, and move towards that, inspire others towards their vision. But as you said, being nimble and flexible because things are changing all the time and, and certainly understanding, you know, the the patients and the communities and, and knowing how to um, cater to those needs and wants is going to be super important and critical um, which is, you know, so, so important for success. Yes, exactly that. To be able to understand the particular needs of a population and then to be able to look at that from a, a, a distanced perspective about how to move that whole population towards what they want, but then to understand what's holding them back. What are the what are the reasons that they can't progress so that really you have to solve the problem. So yeah, to be problem solvers, I think is going to be important. Problem solvers is a great place to be. Uh, Dr. Sandor, thank you so much for joining us on the podcast today. This has been a really fun conversation and I look forward to connecting with you again soon. Thank you so much. I really appreciated the opportunity to have a chat with you and um, I look forward to talking with you again soon. It's so important for leaders at the top of organizations to keep learning, stay sharp, grow their networks. To help our audience better do this in a more simplified, personalized, and meaningful way, Becker's Healthcare has launched MyBHC. It's your trusted Becker's Healthcare experience and more with content, connections, events, and learning opportunities. Join the community free of charge at www.my.beckershospitalreview.com and we'll see you there.